Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the community challenge that was announced by Bungie on August 20 the 2nd. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I'm probably live right now, so click the link below to come on in and hang out with us. Uh, and if not, you can always hit like, subscribe, and share these with people that you think might like it. Now, we knew this announcement was coming if you were watching my stream live on the 22nd. There was a hint from Dylan that they were going to be, you know, giving us this, an announcement for all current players. And it, Mars and Escalation Protocol were hinted at. And we were all coming up with wild theories about what this was going to be. I have bad news in this video for you. It's not really what everybody was hoping for. And there was confirmation from Dylan about Solar Week. So I'm going to be giving you all that information in this video, as well as just giving some of my feedback about what I think about the actual challenge itself, what I think of the rewards. Also, I know a lot of people are still questioning why was this season of opulence called a season that was going to be full of secrets? Was that just early marketing jargon that really fell by the wayside? There hasn't really been any puzzles or secrets, and we kind of thought we were about to get one. Maybe that'll still happen, but maybe not. So let me just read to you. I'm going to read. The first thing I'm going to do is what is it? That's the first thing I'm going to cover is like, what is the challenge? I'm going to read to you everything we're going to have to do. We'll have a week to complete it. Uh, Second, I want to confirm what they said about Solar Week. And then lastly, at the very end, I want to say that I'm still hoping for more. uh, If anything, just maybe some cool precursor things as we run up to Shadowkeep. So this is what they wrote uh, in the Uh, in the TWAB. So it's going to start on September the 3rd, and it's going to run all the way until September the 10th. So we'll have exactly one week to do this. So September the 3rd to September the 10th, reset to reset. Uh, And this is what you're going to need to do. Uh, Defeat 175,000 Wave 7 Escalation Protocol bosses. Defeat 300 million Hive on Mars. And then Mars Nightfall, so obviously during this week, these two Nightfalls will be available. Defeat Nocris 150,000 times, defeat Soul 100,000 times, and use 300,000 override frequencies. So, um, that's that. we have a week to do that. Now, there's people saying, like, we could maybe do this in a day. Let's see if we can't do it in a day with enough people. I don't know if it's going to be able to be done in a day. I think we'll be able to do it during a week. Obviously... My main concern is, like, are people really going to care given the rewards? So let me read to you what they said about the rewards. Uh, it, would be, it wouldn't be interesting without the rewards. If all the objectives are completed during this event, any player to complete at least one Nightfall, you just got to load up and do a Nightfall if you want to be a freeloader, <laughs> uh, you'll be granted a unique emblem, and they show the emblem. It's got, like, the little Warmind diamond symbol on it. It's pretty cool looking. It's not too bad. Uh, if it's granted, if we do complete the Mars challenge, this also serves as an opportunity for you to further impress Emperor Callus. If the community reaches all of the above goals, Callus will unlock additional rewards for successful menagerie completions. Starting when the goals are met, players will be guaranteed two rewards when they slot their runes and open the chest, and an additional reward will be added each Friday for the remainder of the season. Now, I don't know if in their mind, if we do it in one week, that that means that very next Friday it's going to be three, then four, then five. I think with the max being a total of six, five to six rewards from Menagerie once this is all said and done. Is that what they mean? Like every Friday, once you start doing Menagerie, you'll be able to get three, then four every time you do it. Um, and if that's the case, you know, is that going to be enough of a driver of a reward? Because to me, I, when I look at this, the, you know, obviously the first thing I think about is number one, 
we were really really hoping for something cooler we were hoping for maybe some hints about shadow keep we were hoping for maybe a solar week so let's talk about what dylan did in fact say about solar week on reddit he did confirm on a reddit post in no uncertain terms this was very clear there is no solar week he said don't believe everything that was data mined don't believe everything you know that you see because everybody was like really anticipating a solar week because of the data mined stuff so that's a bit of a disappointment because obviously when we saw this we thought oh this is going to be for solar week we're going to be going for and then we had a debate right we were debating is it the Galahorn or is it the dragon's breath I continue to say if there was a solar week something free and fun that they wouldn't waste the Galahorn on it dragon's breath would make more sense for solar week because of the napalm and people are like well it's supposed to be tied to iron banner that's why it's going to be you know the Galahorn and the Galahorn's the only rocket launcher we've ever put together with pieces people made very good points but unfortunately there is no solar week the other thing we were kind of pulling for with the idea of a solar week and they could still do this with the event is what if once the event goes live and we start running escalation protocol since it's only for one week what if the boss for that week is a vex incursion invasion they just change the boss he shows up again as a precursor and a hint and a little bit of a hat tip to shadow keep that is just around the corner lots of people were also hoping this would serve as like an update to say hey now when you run escalation protocol between now and shadow keep the armor is going to drop as 2.0 there's enough weeks starting on the third to get at least like four pieces of escalation protocol armor they were showing off the ep armor in some of the trailers it is interesting that they were showing that armor specifically maybe because it's so iconic or maybe because they're going to be doing something with this challenge to draw our attention to it their reasoning and impetus for doing it on mars was they are making updates to mars people are working on getting the braytech schematics and some of the other things that they're trying to complete before everything's done with the season and everything's done with uh, I don't know about moments of triumph, maybe solstice everybody's wanting to finish that stuff and so they're making adjustments to Mars and that's why we're going back I think it would have been cool to either change the boss or other people were hoping for this, there's another thing people were hoping for and I think this might be wishful thinking what if the escalation protocol weapons started dropping with random rolls we could spend the weeks leading up to shadow keep grinding for just there's only three weapons, you know, you could be grinding for those weapons and going for each one, but there's a fourth hand cannon that would line up with the four weapons but you'd have to throw the hand cannon into the pool I think any one of those ideas would have been really really neat, especially given again we were told this was going to be a season of secrets, everybody likes it when they do like a precursor lead up, there still could be some secret hidden mission, the way that we got the whisper, the way that we got the outbreak perfected that obviously is a potential but given that we already had the bad juju this month, I don't see them doing another hidden secret exotic quest I could see them doing something specific with the loot pool of Escalation Protocol, I think that's probably more likely when we look at the the design of Escalation Protocol, it does seem to be a great place where they could go in and tweak a couple of things. They don't have to make massive updates. They don't have to create new mechanics. It's already built. You can just change the loot pool or change the bosses, and then that could be an exciting thing. Something we need to remember is the lead up to Forsaken, we had Forsaken items dropping in the game early they said it was an accident, I to this day don't believe that, I think it was on purpose and that did seem to be something it seemed like it was centering around Mars when that was happening, but I believe it was just milestones that were dropping those Forsaken items early so, the last section of this video is hoping for more 
I hope for more like challenges like this. I think the idea is cool. I don't want to knock the idea. I think the idea of having the community rallying around a given or particular activity and trying to get so many things done in a week is definitely neat. I don't know if an art, if if a, if an emblem and an increased drop rate in menagerie is going to be enough. I feel like they're maybe going to want to do something extra special with Escalation Protocol or just with Mars in general to keep people interested because hitting these numbers might be tough that might put a bit of a damper on one of the last things they're doing before shadow keep if we don't even hit it or people just lose interest and they bow out i can see them doing challenges like this in future seasons like every time a season lands we can have like a monthly challenge where they focus on maybe the nightmare hunt maybe they focus on the vex incursions maybe they focus on strikes or something of that nature and then when we do that there's something cool that they could do but I don't ever think you can just do it all on its own in a vacuum and say, hey, if the community does this, we're going to give you an emblem. I do think loot needs to be the driver. If you watch my other video about where the, you know, the way they set up Solstice and the way they set up some of the, you know, some of the situations with going into harder content, like my criticism of Heroic Menagerie, loot has to be the driver. We've been talking about this. Like, there's definitely difficulty spectrum coming. They have the Adept, the Hero, and the Legend difficulties coming in season of the undying and in shadow keep and if you don't give us actual loot drivers if you don't motivate us with actual gear actual guns i said this about verdant force i said this about haunted force this is another time where i feel like bungie has such a great idea but if you're not driving us with actual loot I think it's going to kind of maybe short circuit or fall by the wayside for a lot of people. I know people may push back and say, but Lono, they're increasing drop rate in the menagerie all the way leading up to the end of the season. I'm not really sure if that's the if that's the right call in general. I'm not knocking the idea. I'm just saying if people are looking forward to Shadowkeep and kind of waiting for it to come out, I, I would say I don't think they're going to be going into menagerie and really grinding their faces off maybe if we get all the way to the end and the drop rate is like I said, like 5 or 6 items per chest you might see people going in for some last minute gun grabs, but I I, I want to see future challenges and moments like this and things that they put into the game like this, whether it is a solar week or whether it is a challenge, whatever you want to call it, when they do that I would love to see loot be more tied to the driver, it could have been a unique weapon, you could have had the, the EP boss dropping a weapon that week or include the nightfall bosses as well, say hey they're all going to have a chance to drop this cool weapon, just one weapon with random rolls that looks neat and unique and tied to Mars and Warmind would be I think a really really great way to drive more people into this challenge, we're going to go to question and answer now so don't go anywhere if you're listening to on iTunes Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube, come on in and hang out with us, click the link below I'm probably live right now. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the community challenge coming to Destiny September 3rd through September the 10th. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. So click the link below if you want to take part in these live. Uh, we like to have you guys come in. Obviously, you can hit like and subscribe and share these with the people that you think might like them. Let's jump right into the first question. Easy E says, I like the idea of community events, and I hope to see them expanded on this type of idea in the future. Do you think they'd ever put more than a cosmetic into a limited time event like this? If so, what repercussions could that have? I like the way you phrase this because I didn't consider the fact that stuff like this is typically free to anybody who owns the game and owns Mars, right? Anybody who owns Warmind. And when they do something like that, they generally just go with like a cosmetic item. 
my thought process on this is as long as you're not requiring people to go in like the most recent season or something uh it's cool to do a community-wide thing with a gun or something i don't think there's any repercussions to that at all if they would have just taken a weapon and said here is a, a weapon that is brand new they give it like a escalation protocol look and feel and we can grind for it during the challenge I don't think there would have been any repercussions to that in the least. Or as we said, let us grind for the armor pieces to 2.0, or let us grind for the guns with random rolls. The community event then has a loot driver that I think gets way more traction than an emblem. Oh, the menagerie is going to get more rewarding. It's still, the closer we get to Shadowkeep, the less interested people become in that kind of a loot grind. And... I, I don't know. I just, I, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be something that they, they put enough of a driver into. We'll wait and see. We don't know. I still think there's a potential surprise in Escalation Protocol. You know, the Vow and the Horror Story are both guns that were only available during events. Right. Well, laced in this question is the idea of like, is there repercussions because you can only get it during the event? Maybe that's what you mean. Again, I don't know. If you're not going to play during that week and get the thing, then I just tough cookies, I guess. I don't know what to say. I like the idea of doing, you know, event community challenges, and I like the idea of there being a loot driver. Mizuki Blue, do you think if the fix to Menagerie is a little too late? I think the community challenge tied to the fix is great, but I think this point in the season, everyone is burnt out on the Menagerie. Well, and as I just said, I think the closer you get to Shadowkeep, two weeks out from Shadowkeep, is anybody going to really give a rip about Menagerie? You think once Borderlands 3 launches, that people that are going to play both games are going to give a flying frick about Menagerie? Like, I I don't know. It, it, I, I never want to look at Bungie when they're doing something for us that is nice and act ungrateful like, oh, well, it's too little too late. But I'm just being realistic here. I just don't think at that stage in the season, anyone really is going to give a flip about going and grinding Menagerie. Even if you have zero interest in Borderlands 3, there's just sort of a general lull at the end of the season. That's why when they did the Outbreak Perfected mission, things of that nature, it's like it gets everybody's attention. We all dive back in and we're all trying to figure the thing out. I feel like they completely blew their, you know blew their 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 potency with bad juju they could have saved that for a lot further down the line i mean they tied that to solstice and the in the tribute hall but still i I feel like they they could use this challenge or the previous theory about a solar week we know that's not a thing now right we know we know that's not a thing now I don't like the phrase blow their load or wad. I think it's it just sounds kind of nasty. So I said they blew their potency. I just think those statements just are, I don't know. I don't think they're pleasant <laughs> as I say them anyway. But yeah, I feel like they could have saved Juju or at the very least done something with this that again, it, it, it could be, it could be something they're kind of holding under their hat and we boot up EP on that reset and the boss is different or the loot drops different and that creates that natural organic hype where everyone's like oh my gosh you're gonna want to run ep this week xyz is going on or this thing is dropping there's a potential that could still go on i don't want to dangle hope in front of you guys like i was even being realistic about solar week i was like 
I really don't think they're going to be dropping Galahorn. I don't think it's going to be this big super involved thing. I was like, it'll probably be a low level grind to get the Dragon's Breath. And that's not even happening either. So even as much as I tried to dial back our, our hopes and expectations about Solar Week, even with that, I mean, it's not even happening. Rusty. What do you think of the community challenge concept being how factions are brought back in seasons? It seems like a fun way to integrate faction gear and emblems. Maybe obtain an exotic class item if you do a challenge each season of the year. I don't know. I think... Excuse me. I think that there's a challenge... (laughs) There's a challenge doing challenges. I think there's a significant issue with doing something like a faction challenge where potentially only one portion of the community gets something. I just don't know if they're going to go back down that road of, oh, you picked Future War Cult and Future War Cult won. You guys get this cool thing. Whenever they did that, everybody just aligned with every single faction, so whatever faction you focused on, if it lost, you could at least boot up on your other character. And then people were like, "You should. it should be a meaningful decision it should be a meaningful decision to pick a faction and i was like no it shouldn't we're just playing a casual like event driven thing for loot like i shouldn't pick future war cult and then like a couple of weeks later feel burned and ticked off because we lost and now i don't get to do anything i don't get to buy the thing or i don't get to add that such and such to my collections I just don't think you want to make the winning factions get something that significant when they did the factions you know, when they had the catalyst or whatever, people just slowly moved through which fact, which catalyst they thought was the best. I'm fairly certain the first one was Graviton because everybody wanted that for Crucible. And then after that, it was Sunshot. And then the last one, I believe, was the... Which one was it? Was it, the, was it with the machine gun that I'm blanking on? My, 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 I'm blanking on the, the machine gun exotic now. The, sweet business. I think that was the last one. Uh, of the of the three and even then people just rotated in order it was so clear the community decided that you know in order of which ones mattered the most and we just shuffled through and they all won anyway um so i i don't honestly know i feel like they could have they could have you know done more with that or done something different it'd be cool if each faction had a seasonal rank and the more you rank up a faction the cooler stuff you get and then that's a way for you to prioritize what you're going to get for rank 50 who are you going to focus on first next question from dag nabbit ben what do you think the odds are that there's going to be something hidden in any of the activities I don't know about the odds. I think there's a chance they still do it. We know how Bungie likes to operate. I the it's landing at a really weird time. Um, he, here's a here's a theory. I'm gonna give you a theory. Okay, we seem to think we don't have definitive proof of this, but we seem to think that pushing the launch of Shadowkeep back to October first, as well as the new raid launch along with it was in some measure a reaction to Borderlands 3 launching on September the 13th, making it very difficult for the community, namely really big streamers, to rally around Shadowkeep's launch, the grind, and the day one raid attempt. That's a huge marketing push for Bungie, and they knew that was going to maybe hurt some of the solvency and the power of it. So, they shove the launch launch week back by two weeks, and there didn't seem to be a whole lot of reason to do that. Now, they're saying it's going to help us polish some things. 
sure, okay, sure, that's going to help a little bit. But also, it's difficult to look at the landing of this challenge and not think that they intentionally wanted to push this out a little bit early. It's landing September the 3rd through the 10th. Right as soon as it's done, three days later, that, you know, Borderlands 3 launches. So it's possible that they wanted to give us a taste of Shadowkeep, whether it's through an invasion with the boss or some type of armor 2.0 grind or random rolls on the EP weapon, some clue that they're going to be changing the whole game. They want to get that out before Borderlands 3 comes out. So that's very likely they said, hey, we need to shove that thing back. You guys were going to do this the week or two leading up to Shadowkeep to get people excited about random rolled year one weapons. Well, you're going to have to shove that out earlier. No one's going to give a crap. You're going to need to bump it back. So they bump it back. They make it land with the update. There's an update. There's a community challenge. And then as we start playing, maybe we slowly realize that they're dropping weapons that are random rolled. And once that's discovered, after the third, the TWAB on the fifth, Bungie says, hey, many of you have discovered that right now when you're doing all of your challenges, you're getting random rolled Escalation Protocol weapons. This was just a taste of how the weapon system's getting a small update in Shadowkeep. So between now and Shadowkeep, enjoy grinding for Escalation Protocol weapons with random rolls. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Um, I don't know. I, again... That's a very elaborate theory that hinges on Bungie being super interested in reacting to Borderlands' launch date, but moving the launch date of Shadowkeep back to October the 1st, and this challenge landing right before Borderlands launches, just seems to me like they are trying to kind of avoid that week and that window, that couple week window, both during and after the launch of Borderlands, so... It very likely could be their way of saying, hey, we really wanted to get you guys excited about changes to the weapon system and we thought this would be a cool way to do it. And then everybody gets, that's that organic hype machine. Reddit starts to get hit with possible roles. People are on the forums, Twitter, YouTube, and and Twitch. Everybody starts saying, oh my gosh. And then they get an entire week of people promoting it, grinding for it, bragging about the roles they got, getting really excited. And then sure, Borderlands 3 launches, but everybody kind of has those hooks in their mind of, oh my gosh all the old weapons are getting a re a, 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 like a, a, a reshape you know I, I don't like doing that to the community though after solar after solar week I completely shot down in flames no pun intended I don't know if I want to do that to you like get you hyped like that it very likely could literally just be a challenge for an emblem that'll make menagerie more generous as the weeks go on it very likely could literally just be only that so I like to throw my theories out there because a lot of times they end up being true and on target. So that that's I'm going to throw that one out there as being a possibility. They are definitely avoiding Borderlands 3, but I think the decision was left so late that we are in for nothing but these offline challenges till Shadowkeep. Possibly. Possibly. I don't think it's that hard, however, to push back a little bit on what you're saying. I don't think it's that hard to put random rolls on three weapons shotgun sniper and an smg i don't think it's that difficult for them to do that and it wouldn't do much to the game other than get people excited about year one weapons are getting random rolls that would be celebrated it would it would 100 be celebrated and it isn't that difficult of an update i don't work at bungie but i'm telling you it can't be that hard to go through the inventory of the weapon system and say where are all the adept frame smgs that are 900 rpm okay here they all are okay just give them random rolls and just give them the perk pool of any existing 900 RPM Adept SMGs. 
they brought forward some of the weapons anyway. They did that with the anti- the 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 Antiope. They did that with the Better Devils. They did a handful of weapons. They did. They brought them forward and gave them random rolls. They 100% could do that to the whole weapon pool. And as a way to get us excited about it, they could do it to three weapons in Escalation Protocol. But we'll have to wait. I mean, we got to basically wait like a week and some change to see what if, they, if they're going to do that. Mr. Big Shot. Do you think Bungie... How do you think Bungie will tally up Nightfall and Escalation Protocol runs? Will run run equal three, being that there are three Guardians? Yeah, one run will equal three. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Everybody's contributing. I Well... Wait. I don't know how they're going to tally it. Now that I say that, i kind of backing off and thinking that they want 170,000 Wave 7 bosses to die... Or do they want 170,000 players to kill Wave 7 boss once? Um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to tally that. Because you get nine people in your instance and they all kill the Wave 7 boss. I mean, that's a, that's that's almost 10 right there. <laughs> just right there. Uh, it might be just tallying the bosses to die. Somebody saying nine people doing wave nine is one wave seven clear. I mean, we can look at the phrasing and see if there's a clue. It says defeat 175,000 wave seven escalation protocol bosses, defeat 300 million hive on Mars, and then 150,000 Nocris nightfalls, 100,000 Zol nightfalls, and 300,000 override frequencies. I don't know. It's hard because. It's hard because 300 million Hive on Mars killed. You, if, if you and I are shooting the same Acolyte, that would only count as one out of the needed 300 million. So I would think bosses would register the same. If we're all shooting the same boss, it's still only going to register as one boss kill. In the same way that, as I said, if we're both shooting the same Hive Knight on Mars, and that Hive Knight dies, he's one out of the needed 300 million, even though we shared the kill. So... I don't know. They might want to come out and answer that because people want to know. Not that it really matters. We're all going to do the same thing anyway. We're going to kill as many as we can. Um, Arania69 says, Will there be a base level increase to have to gain XP or is it just going to be power level in Shadowkeep? I believe it's just power level. The only XP gain it's going to be for like leveling up is going to be on the artifact, which will be bonus power level on top of wherever you are. Captain SRAS says, Do you think the reward was a planned thing or is it because of the backlash after the chest glitch fix? I don't think they they rode they they came up with this because of backlash after they fixed the chest in Menagerie. Now, it's possible that they said we need to raise the generosity in Menagerie. What if we do it in a way where it feels like the community is helping with it and they're working on challenges and by the end of four or five weeks the Menagerie is really, really rewarding and then maybe they'll just leave it there. Maybe they'll leave it super rewarding because you know, what's the deal? Who cares if it's that rewarding going into Shadowkeep? It'll get less action anyway. Sir Treebeard do you think that they will update EP so armor can drop from the boss as opposed to having the key? Would be nice if the armor would just drop so it doesn't have, take that long to get. I want this update, maybe not immediately if they don't, if it's, but if once armor 2.0 starts dropping, I think this is a needed update. I don't think limiting me to one per week is 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 a good idea. I don't I don't think doing one 
one armor per piece per week is nice. I, I think that's frustrating as frick. And given their the feedback we gave them on the menagerie, I would I could see them updating EP to say, hey, when Shadowkeep launches, if you're going back there and grinding for the Escalation Protocol armor, we're gonna have a drop unlimited from the boss. Just grind the boss for the role that you want. Especially since they gave you that nice that nice ability to like rerun wave six and then jump to wave seven. Like that's a really nice grind feature. I could see them saying, hey, we know you guys are going to grind the heck out of this. We're going to make it not only easier to go from wave 6 to 7, but we're going to make it easier for you to be chasing a roll that you want on armor instead of just giving you one per week. Uh, Jetboy, what does Callus have to do with Mars? He doesn't have anything to do with Mars, but Callus is always kind of paying attention to us. So I would say he's just seeing... Uh, he He's just... He's just take you know paying attention to us. He's paying attention to us, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you guys are doing cool stuff. I'll make the menagerie, uh, you know, I'll, I'll you know we'll make the menagerie more rewarding." Um, so I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean he has anything to do with Mars. Coke logic. Do we, do you enjoy the speculation of things like Solar Week or rumored exotic, or would you rather Bungie get ahead of a story and let us know it isn't happening before running wild for a month? Um, I would say I would say that you you definitely can't expect Bungie to we can't expect Bungie to literally get in front of every rumor because they're all over the place and I don't think it would make sense for Bungie to squash all mystery and all speculation um all mystery and all speculation like every time it crops up oh no we're not doing that oh no we're not doing that nope no 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 I I don't know number one if that's reasonable number two I don't know if that's would be fun I think it's fun to, to theorize and be wrong. I think it's fun for people to data mine and for us to get like, oh my gosh, what about this? What if it's this? What if it's that? And then we're wrong. I think that's just that's just part of being a fan of Destiny is that we run wild sometimes and we end up being like way off the mark. We end up being way off the mark. So given that, I don't necessarily have a problem with Bungie kind of being hands-off and letting us think there's going to be a solar week and not leaning in. Now, when there was a leak that they were going to be going to... They were going to be going to Gamescom and showing trailers and strike gameplay and there were three strikes and there was all this, you know, story information. They got out in front of that and they're like, that's not what we're doing at Gamescom. You know, that's not what we're doing at Gamescom. And I think so. So sometimes I think that's warranted to get out in front and be like, no, 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 no. That's not what we're doing. Um, But when it's something like speculation about Solar Week, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I just kept pushing back and being like, they're not going to do Gallahorn. They're going to do something like maybe the Dragon's Breath. It's not going to be some big to do. It's going to be a pretty basic thing. Arc Week was pretty basic. I wouldn't expect Solar Week to be that different. And then they come out and they're like, yeah, there's no solar week. Um, and obviously, when Dylan tweeted what he tweeted, we really ran with it. We were like, well, maybe this is solar week. Maybe we're going to be doing something on Mars with Escalation Protocol, and there'll be a reason for us to be doing Escalation Protocol again. We were pretty close. I mean, obviously, it wasn't hard to guess it was going to have to do with Mars and Escalation Protocol because his tweet literally showed a picture of Mars with the Escalation Protocol symbol on it, the Warmind symbol, like half of the Warmind symbol. So it was pretty easy speculation. That's why I'm thinking to myself, 
is this really just for an emblem and menagerie to be more rewarding or are you you guys have more at play here are you guys going to surprise us with a yeah there's something there's something different in ep now again they like to do precursors they do forsaken stuff started dropping early the one time like quote unquote by mistake they had the you know they had the wolves you know and then and then they've been dropping tons of hints about the Vex doing incursions and invasions across the solar system. And, you know, that could be another thing of like, hey, you know, we're wanting to have a little bit of a precursor. But but as I said earlier, if they're going to do a precursor, it makes more sense to do it before Borderlands 3 drops. And I know people are getting tired of hearing that, like, I don't care about Borderlands 3. Why should Bungie care about Borderlands 3? I'm just telling you right now, they're going to get a lot more bang for their buck out of big streamers and YouTubers and, and all of the hype that they would get from doing something before Borderlands if they're going to do some type of precursor lead up to Shadowkeep. Risey, what do you think the Eververse store being accessible from the director? I I would like a lot more things to be accessible from the director, but I think we got to be careful. I do think there's a little there's a bit of um there's a certain charm and nostalgia about saying, I gotta go to the tower. I gotta make a tower run. I actually like doing that. I like kind of taking a breather and a break to just go to the tower, go cash in some stuff, clear out my postmaster, grab an Eververse Engram, grab a Prime from Rahul. Um, if I'm cashing in milestones, you know, I gotta go see Hawthorne or whatever. I, there is something just charming and nostalgic and cool about the, you know, kind of going, taking that tower trip. Um, but so like making, making everybody, you know, be able to just access everything from their ship. I know people on console, especially if you're on like a vanilla Xbox one or a vanilla PS4, if you're not on a PS4 pro or an Xbox one X, if you don't have the external SSD, buy an external SSD if you're on those older consoles and install your game, especially games like Destiny, on the SSD and your load times will be unbelievably faster but if you can't do that, I get being like, dude, I'm sick of how long it takes to go to the tower Um, but what I'm saying is, is you're never gonna see me you're never gonna see me argue really, really strongly and say uh we should never have to go to the tower anymore because I do like it to an extent but I also have argued in other videos that if they introduce things like Ada-style bounties or bounties that you can grab from Zavala and Shax that are, you know, replayable and rebootable, that would be a really, really nice change because if they decide to replicate Ada's style of grind where you grab a bounty from an NPC and you can do it as many times as you want for a particular item, that'd be a great thing, but you need to be able to not have to always go back to the tower first things first they should fix Ada if she's going to be still around and and there's going to be maybe reasons for powerfuls or stuff to go run her stuff um, it would be nice to be able to go to her grab that stuff and not have to go back to the tower and so if tower runs are literally only to visit an NPC to grab bounties or visit the Eververse I don't really have a problem with that I still think that's just part of destiny that's part of Destiny is that is the tower run every once every once in a while, or just at the beginning of your PlayStation for that day, you know, just at the very beginning. You just go to the tower, grab all your stuff, and then you don't have to go back. Would be nice. It's high noon. What challenge would the community take the longest or shortest on? Oh, what are we gonna take the longest or shortest on? 
I would think the hive on Mars being so high, being 300 million, that one might kind of trick us though, because if everybody's running EP, um, it might go faster than we think. I happen to think the nightfalls will probably be the fastest just because you can set up a burn card and burn through them really, really quickly. And those are the lower numbers. Son of Krypton with 18 months. Welcome back. Um, so it's hard to know, honestly, where people are going to focus their attention. This is why I think there needs there is some type of loot incentive would be really, really good. I think the problem might be, though, if I get my wish and they do something with EP and drops from EP, I people might be like, I don't want to do Nightfalls. I want to grind EP for these new drops. So they might want to put whatever it is that might drop if they do some type of loot incentive, put it everywhere, not just in EP. Um, but well, we'll have to wait and see. They might, again, not do literally anything other than the challenge for the, the emblem and the increased menagerie stuff. Do you think we'll get the challenge done, says Nico Two Nights. I think so. I think so. I think the lack of loot incentive might actually hurt us. We might run out of steam, but I, I think so. The Matty J. Do you see Bungie only making Destiny a PC game like WoW? Seems like they're always limited in what they can do with console limitations. Well, I mean, we say console limitations, but there's also just their own limitations because it's an outdated engine and they have old dev tech and it just takes them a long time to do basic things. Um, You know, and I know people are like, well, they said their new engine was going to help them, you know, do stuff quicker. I mean, they updated it to help with that, but it doesn't really matter. Like if you're if you're doing 30 miles an hour on the highway and you increase to 45 miles an hour, yeah, you're going quicker, but you're still marketedly slow than everybody else around you. So I still think Bungie's ability to make changes and updates, even if it is faster than it was previously, it is still not that snappy and not that fast. Now, as far as the first part of your question, are they only going to make Destiny a PC game like WoW? Absolutely not. They would never do that, ever. The idea would be that the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, the new Xbox, which is called, I always forget the name of it, Scar- it's not, is it Scarlet? Anyway, that they're going to be really, really like strong, almost like mini PCs. And the idea would be that when those launch... Bungie then gets, uh, you know, their hands on it and can figure out how to really take their next game, which I'm assuming would be Destiny 3, and I don't know if they would call it that, but Destiny 3 would have really, really strong marketing power. There's no question in anybody's mind that it's a sequel. It doesn't sound like a DLC like Forsaken, Shadowkeep, and Taken King, because if you just go with Destiny and then a name, it would would potentially be, um, it would be, you know, that's, that's how they would handle it. So I would think that Bungie would say, let's stretch the capabilities and make it really work better. And then launching on console would be totally fine. You have to consider Bungie still, even after cross save, the lion's share of the community is still going to land on console. Mostly. I'm not KC. Do you think Bungie is using this challenge as an opportunity to take older content out of the box and test player engagement with it? That is possible. That is possible. But I also think, yeah, actually, and then they could, that's why I think loot needs to be tied to it. Because I just, I just, I'm really, really concerned people are going to run out of steam because it's an emblem. I don't know. People might push back and be like, you know, Lono, don't underestimate the Destiny community being motivated by something that is not that great, but it'll be a rare thing. My only pushback is this. 
Sure, but it's not an emblem that only you get. It's an emblem anybody gets. All they have to do is boot up and run one Nightfall, and they can freeload off the hard work of everybody else to get an emblem. So even if you go nuts and we get it, it's an emblem that literally anybody in the game can wear to commemorate what exactly, you know? Breath Shadow. Are you planning to talk about thoughts on changes to PvP playlists and experimenting elimination in Crucible Labs? Will you be doing and playing, giving your feedback? Love the talks. Keep up the good work. Um. Yeah, I realized today, I went through a checklist, and I realized today, this morning, when I was going through my checklists, that I hadn't done a talk on all their PvP changes, and that's a bit of a mistake on my part. I was trying to cover everything as best as possible. So, I've done a video on Armor 2.0, retiring content, how power level is changing, the finishers, the artifact, Luke Smith's director's cuts, and I missed doing one on PvP and all the changes to PvP. I also didn't do a video on buff, debuff, and gun buff changes. Um, I accidentally kind of skipped over those. That was not intentional. Uh, that was not intentional. I did not intentionally skip over those things. I also have a planned talk to compare Gambit and Gambit Prime since they want us to kind of voice our opinion about which one we think is best. Uh, mine's going to be basically like a, they both kind of suck, but this one's the least painful kind of a talk. Um, mine's not going to be super positive. You guys know what I think about Gambit. And I'm not alone, by the way. It's not just whiny Lono complaining about Gambit. Pretty much everybody agrees with me about Gambit. It's just influential people decided to give me a bad reputation for being critical and complaining because, you know, I didn't bail on the game as soon as it got bad, um, and I focused on being, like, criticizing the game in ways that, you know, that it can improve. Um, so I know a lot of people have given me, like, a bad rap and have allowed their chats and communities to perpetuate the idea that all I do is whine about Destiny, but the truth is, you can watch anybody's video or criticisms about Gambit and Gambit Prime, whether it's Datto or you read Giggs's tweet to Luke Smith, Everybody's saying the exact same things I'm saying about Gambit. I'm in really good company. There's very, very universal agreement about what is wrong with Gambit. Even if you like Gambit, there still seems to be very, very universal agreement about the flaws in Gambit. So ultimately, my Gambit video is going to be a... They both aren't good. They both suck. There's foundational problems, but Prime is the least painful because it's faster. Um, and that's generally why people are preferring it if there's only going to be one. If there can be only one, which is essentially what, you know, Luke Smith indicated, but then Deej indicated that Gambit's not going anywhere. Gambit and Gambit Prime aren't going anywhere for the duration of year three. So, was it said that Solar Week is not coming? Dylan confirmed, right? Dylan confirmed on Reddit there is no Solar Week. So... To be fair, most other streamers complain more and in a much less coherent and eloquent way, so you shouldn't get stuck for... Uh, you shouldn't get crap for giving negative feedback. That's just what people do, man. They chop down others because, like, I guess, you know, it makes them feel better. I've never been one to allow that. Even when people come in and say things about other streamers that may be accurate, like, that person seems like a douche. I might be internally thinking to myself, yeah, I tend to agree with you, but I never endorse it or allow it, even if it's somebody that I don't like. I just think it's very, very lacking in class and integrity and character to let people berate and and rip into other streamers. I think it's real, real scummy to let your chat do that. Benzu, do you think strikes will get a ranking up like Crucible in the future? Because to get weapons and armor from strikes is just packages. Well, I don't know if they're going to get like a ranking up thing. What I really think they need to do with the playlist, what I continue to say that they need to do with the Vanguard playlist 
is motivate me to stay in the playlist because that's kind of the that's kind of the the mindset of a playlist right the mindset of a playlist is that i'm kind of in the playlist for a while and that's why i've continued to say i think repeatable bounties should be a thing so you grab an ada bounty and you can do as many kindled orchids in a week as you want there should be weapons with the vanguard and crucible that are just like that and that's a good thing like think about it like this if they were to bring bounties to both Zavala and Shax that allow you to okay this week you can get a hand cannon from Shax or you can get a really really cool rocket launcher from Zavala but you keep having to go back to the tower to grab another bounty that's terrible for matchmaking both in strikes and in crucible but if I can grab a bounty from them and just stay in the playlist and it keeps spitting it out, right? The bounty just keeps spitting the weapon out when I satisfy it. That is exactly how Vanguard Strike Playlist as well as Crucible should work with respect to Loot Pursuit. If you want to add a, a rank to them, that's fine. I tend to think a seasonal rank makes more sense that like as you rank up your seasonal rank with that NPC, you get exotic sparrow, ship, shader, ghost, stuff like that. That is more a testimony of how long you were kind of grinding. That's not the same as a loot pursuit. Loot pursuit, gun pursuit, god roll pursuit should be something that you're doing in relation to a consistent drop, like from a bounty like Ada or from a boss. I don't think strike-specific loot works in the playlist because it's a playlist. You're just supposed to stay in the strike playlist and just run strike after strike. You're not supposed to be cherry-picking which strikes you run. When you want to cherry-pick a strike and go for a specific gun from the boss, that's what Nightfalls are there for. Like, uh, check Dev Insight 1. I swear there was a hint of this system in the Pursuits tab image preview. Oh, I already pointed that out, Nova Star. When you go to the director's cut part one that Luke Smith did, there are two bounty types with like, it looks like the reload, the reload errors. And there were so many people that are just, it amazes me how many people just say this and they're like, Lono, it's the, it's the, it's the, they think I'm talking about these arrows here. It's the sort arrow thing, Lono. That's what you're seeing. No, listen to my words very carefully. Read what I said very closely, okay? The actual bounty icons have this reload animation, uh, this reload icon on it. So when you look at hand cannon reloader or bow reloader, look at any reloader perk, okay? There are four arrows going around the hand cannon. It's like a recycle. It's like the recycle symbol with the three arrows. It's like that, okay? That reload icon is on bounties in that director's cut. I'm not talking about the stupid sorting arrows. Literally look at the actual bounty icons. There are arrows on them. And my theory is, what if that means they are reload bounties? Meaning they can be reloaded and redone. Now, they could just be bounties that have to do with reloading. Like, they literally could be be way more basic than that. Get X number of kills with a hand cannon without reloading. They could literally just be reload bounties. Like in the most generic version of the term. But they could also be bounties that are reloadable, repeatable, and that's why the arrow's on there. Um, so, and someone in chat saying, they could be bounties for reload mods. That too. That too. I Again, if I'm off the mark on hoping for that from those bounties, I still think, in principle, there should be bounties like that for Shax and Zavala because you should just stay in the playlist like that if i run nine strikes in a row 
there should be some reason and some clear communication and feedback to the player that that was a good choice and that was worth my time because it's a playlist same thing with crucible like when you're kind of grinding it out and you're getting a win streak it's the same idea but there needs to be loot tied to it like they always need to be asking that question whether it's the eaz the verdant forest the haunted forest whether it's you know the the, the community challenge where's the what is there loot tied to it it can be the most simple loot offering Haunted Forest had the the, the, the the auto rifle, but it wasn't in the content. It was in the NPC after so many completions or whatever. It was like, no, put the loot in the in the in the game, in the in in the activity, you know. Origami. Do you think or hope that Bungie will implement more of these community challenges in the future? Maybe a kickoff to end the season to bring changes to the world tied stuff like Dreaming City Evolved. I mean, this could very, very easily go and be a complementary system to what Luke Smith said in his director's cut because he said they're going to be introducing activities and things and and, and storyline elements that resolve themselves and activities go away. We could be the initiation of that activity going away. For the next three weeks, there's a community challenge. If you complete the community challenge, you guys are going to get all this dope, dope stuff. And then as we complete that community challenge, it flows right into the idea that the, the activity resolves itself. Ed to the word. Why doesn't the Bungie team do Crucible bounties ride uh, or ride-alongs anymore like they did in D1? I think that's what you meant to put, like ride slings. Um, Maybe they realize how bad and unsatisfying PvP and the raids are. Well, they've been doing like ride-alongs and they they did bounties. They did that very recently within the last couple of months. So they have done that. Um, So I I don't think they're avoiding it because Crucible's in bad shape. They 100% did one... I think at least a month and a half, maybe two months ago. Uh, Sir Sir Ivanhoe says, do you think this is a bad idea for community challenge at the moment because people will not want to grind and then grind EP again when D2.0 launches? This is another reason why I think something else is going on with this community challenge. Like, Such a good point here. We're going to grind Escalation Protocol like a bunch of insane people for an emblem and then once 2.0 lands in Shadowkeep we're gonna do it again for the armor 2.0 I don't know you could seriously do an introduction to the 2.0 system right the frick now I mean it wouldn't it would not be that hard it's it could be again what the first week during the challenge could be like the oh my gosh the armor's dropping 2.0 and the limitation and the restraint on it would be you only get one armor piece a week so by the end of the uh, by the end of the the, the season you could have a full set of ep armor with 2.0 which sets you up great to run right in the shadow keep I didn't feel like doing solstice. Yeah, I did the EP grind. Yeah, I didn't get any good. I didn't get the, the best rolls on my armor, but I got a full set. I'm ready to jump into Shadow Keep. D- you know what I'm saying? Like, it would line up perfectly. It'd be five pieces of armor, and it's. F- well, it's not enough weeks, though. That's the only problem. Because it, it starts September the 3rd. So September the 3rd would be one piece, 10th, the 17th, and then the 24th. You'd only get four pieces going into Shadow Keep. Which again, they could say, well, we don't really want you to have a full set going into Shadow Keep. This is just a way for you to get like a taste of it. Shadow Keep week one, you could try and get the last piece, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like in their mind, that's just a way for you to kind of get in there and, and check it out. I this is all speculation though. This is all speculation. It could literally just be a challenge for an emblem. Um King Diddy. 
Do you think they will add a bar so we can see how far... They said they're going to be giving us daily updates. There's nothing going to be in-game. Deems33. Does it make me a bad person if all I do for the community challenge is run a single nightfall for the emblem? Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself, you frickin' freeloader. You probably have never bought a loot box in Apex either. Sarcasm. Debomb Dog. I would be really surprised if Bungie hasn't updated EP in some way. How do you think Bungie can easily revitalize the old content and make it current or relevant again? You could have the boss be a Vex invasion boss just for fun. Just to, oh, this is a little bit of a, this is like a little taste of Shadowkeep. Or what we just said, Armor 2.0. One piece a week. You know, one piece a week. Hey, we're giving you guys a taste of Armor 2.0. You'll be able to get at least four pieces before Shadowkeep gets here. We're going to be updating Escalation Protocol with the delivery of Shadowkeep so you can get more pieces than, than one per week. This is just something fun that we did to give you a taste of 2.0, you know. Hard uh, to port. As someone who hasn't really played much since about a month after Forsaken, what would you suggest I do to get back into D2 to catch up? If you're trying to catch up, you don't need to level. I would grind for currency. I've been hanging out in the EAZ all day, just opening up those boxes and doing everything I can to get enhancement cores. So I've been doing the gunsmith bounties, I've been doing spiders bounties, and then when I'm done with those, just grinding the EAZ. I'm just getting stacks of mats from all the boxes that I open, and I'm getting enhancement cores. And then obviously every time I hit Glimmer, I buy those those sparrows that can be dismantled. And people are like, you're losing Glimmer. Well, you're going to lose Glimmer when you get to max Glimmer anyway. The reason I do those sparrows from Season 3 is because you get all your legendary shards back. And people in chat are probably going to ask which sparrows. People in the video might wonder which sparrows. You go to collections, go to vehicles, go to sparrows, uh, go to Season 3. The other side, Exotic Sparrow or the G335 Exotic Sparrow. Yes, you lose Glimmer, but the five legendary shards, you get them back on the dismantle. So you do lose 2,500 Glimmer because you only get 5,000 Glimmer back, but you're going to lose Glimmer anyway if you just get to max Glimmer and sit on it. So you're buying those for once Shadowkeep launches. Johnny the Cat King. Do you still think year one weapon should cap in light and be retired once Shadowkeep comes out? No. If they give random rolls to the Lincoln Green and the Old Fashioned and the Uriel's Gift and the Nameless Midnight and you know all these weapons from year one and get the random roll treatment, you can let those things ride for another year in my opinion. Those weapons got really, really mistreated. All the weapons from Osiris's Forge, the three Warmind weapons, all, every raid weapon in the dadgum game for the most part, but Leviathan weapons too, and then weapons from all the NPCs and all the loot pools, they got really, really mistreated. They landed during the absolute worst time in Destiny. The Duty Bound. Look at that thing, dude. And it's a static roll piece of, like... It's not bad. I mean, you can get, you know, it's not bad with with Rampage Ricochet on it. But still, let me go for a a God Roll Duty Bound. 600 RPM, you know, auto rifle, you know, adaptive frame. That could have a really, like, fun, some fun rolls on it. Like, these guns have just been completely mistreated. They landed, Destiny should have never landed with static rolls, ever. Scathlock is another one like these guns are, have just been completely in in many respects I, I think they, they deserve I'm going to use that language right they deserve to be redeemed and then given better better opportunities to shine I, you know 
they deserve it no gun should have been left in the no gun should be left behind no gun left behind it would be that's my slogan vote for lono president 2019 no gun left behind like that's my big push right now the dfa or the dire promise all these guns people are putting in chat you can tell man you can tell that the community loves these loves a lot of these guns a lot of them have really really cool feels and it'd be a great way to make shadow keep feel like there's a giant loot injection a giant loot injection even though you're only adding a couple of loot pool guns with the actual dlc itself going back and obviously if they fix scouts there's a bunch of scouts that we could you know we could go back and enjoy as well um, that, that that could be viable. I'm gonna do a video on. I have a lot of ideas on how to fix scouts. I actually have a lot. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a pretty pretty full video. Um, and then that's an easy way to bring back faction rally because I mean guns like this. This gun looks so freaking cool. It's a 110. It's a 110 aggressive that looks like an old fashioned. You could grind for a really nice roll on this. It looks cool. It is a cool looking gun. And that'd be a real easy way to bring back faction rally. That's more that's more content. That's more rhythm. That's more loot grind. People are like, recycled, recycled. Fine. Don't play it then. Why am I eternally stuck in B? I can't back out. That was weird. Um So. King Diddy, do you think they are going doing this challenge to bring people back and give us something to do during the dry spell? I, who's coming back for an emblem? I mean, I, I don't know. If if you if you put the game down, right? If you put the game down and you're and you're taking a break from you know Destiny, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if this is gonna bring you back. Oh, I can I can grind and get an emblem. I can grind outdated content and get an emblem. I I don't think this is to bring people back. That's why I think something else is gonna happen. I I, I really do. I really think something else is going to happen. Even if this is what I think is the most likely thing. Okay, there's a variety of things that we've theorized about. I think the most likely thing is that all three Escalation Protocol guns get random rolls. And that is how they announce random rolls coming to year one weapons with Shadow Keep. And everybody would come back for that. And everybody would come back and grind Escalation Protocol for that. They would, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, that that would bring people back. Being like, "Oh man, it's great. We're grinding EP and Nightfalls on Mars. Why are you doing that? That's really old content." Oh, there's an emblem. We can get an emblem. That's yeah. That's like, why are you playing Escalation Protocol, dude? There's random rolls on the Escalation Protocol stuff. Uh, so yeah, I am. I'm grinding for it. These guns are awesome. Bungie just said that all weapons are getting the, the random roll treatment with Shadow Keep, and this is just a little bit of a taste of it. And then everybody comes pouring back to the game. Uh, Angel Killer. I am aware things will shake up with Shadow Keep, but I need to know what are some top tier PvE weapons at the moment. I haven't felt passionate about the game until now. Means I have practically no weapons. Help. Uh... The Ostringer from Menagerie, fantastic. The Blast Furnace from The Forges, fantastic. Uh, Recluse is probably going to be 
out of your reach unless you really want to grind PvP. Uh, the Wendigo is a pinnacle worth chasing and getting. Uh, any grenade launcher with spike nades, especially when they are aggressive frame grenade launchers. The Outrageous Fortune drops from the Vanguard. Swarm of the Raven is Iron Banner. You probably won't be able to get it. The Acantha D drops from the Forges, so there's no intentionality there. Uh, Hammerhead, yo, you can get the Swarm next week. You try and get the Swarm next week. Um, the spare rations is not worth chasing right now in the reckoning. So, you know, just a couple there should keep you busy for a while that I rattled off. Hey, I got a question. Skip this if you've already got this question, but how are finishers going to work in Crucible? Uh, they're not. They will not be active in Crucible. Hollywood Zero. Community challenges are nice for special events, but what could they add to these challenges more frequently? Oh, what are ways I could do these more frequently? Wouldn't that help increase engagement in certain parts of the game? Yeah, like, here's something they could, they could consider doing. If you want to give us an emblem to grind for, maybe do it when the season starts. Hey guys, all this week, if if we do X number of nightmare hunts, we're going to give out everybody a really, really cool nightmare hunt emblem. Well, that's sensible, because we're already grinding the content anyway, right? Like, you know, give us a month. Once somebody's really power grinding and raiding anymore, like, once that kind of dies down a little bit, then you could say... This is a weak challenge. We're going to do this. We're going to give an emblem to everybody. Everybody go grind this thing like crazy. Well, we're already probably grinding it anyway, hoping for certain rolls on guns. You know, that's that's a, that's definitely a thing that happens. So that could be a way to lean into what's already happening. That's why this feels slightly odd, it, to me at least. It feels slightly odd because it's like nobody's really doing that right now. Is there really a strong reason to go run EP for an emblem? Put loot in there. Put loot in there. If we're already grinding for loot, we're already grinding the activity. It would have been cool with like Menagerie. With like Menagerie. What if each week each boss had their own emblem and they're like, "Hey guys, for this week, if we get enough, if we get enough Menagerie completions as a community, there's going to be an emblem with like the boss, like the the boss's theme all over, like his face and stuff. And then there'd be a Menagerie emblem each week you could try and get. Again, lean into what's already happening. I think would be a better approach. Nova hands. Hey Lono, what are your thoughts on activities like the EAZ being retired after only four to five weeks of use from a development standpoint? Was it worth the resources of such a short-lived activity? More than likely, Verdant Forest, Haunted Forest, EA, EAZ, and, and, and containers like this, if they are retired after a month, they would be brought back later and be repurposed, resurfaced, and reskinned. That's what they did. That's what they're using the Infinite Forest for now. So now we have something that can come back for Festival of the Lost every time. We have the Haunted Forest. The mechanics are set up. The system's set up. You could change the bosses a little bit, change the loot a little bit. Boom. Drop that every time Festival of the Lost comes out. Take it out. EAZ could have similar things done with it for Crimson Days or something. I don't know. But that's what I would think. From a development standpoint, it is worth it if it is a container that can be put in the game and brought back in and out periodically just for something for us to do for a short period of time. True Sage. Do you think there will be a visible counter to know where we're... uh, They're going to update us every day on how far we got. Not sure if you know... But Bungie did say 9-3, there will be a large update that will most likely preload most of the Shadow Keep up. Don't you think we will get the change to EP? This is Evil the Waffler. That is something I kind of left out of my talk. You guys have to remember that on September the 3rd, there is an update going out into the game. And in the history of Destiny, when an update hits the game, 
something changes. Now, people can say, oh, but Lono, they've already told us what's changing. They're changing stuff to the the Braytech schematic drop rate and the, what's the, whatever the other freaking thing is. Like, they're making those changes. Yeah, but traditionally, whenever they do that kind of an update, they also do something in the game that we could potentially chase. They're also fixing Reckoning. Um, no, it's not just fixing Reckoning. They even said that the impetus for the challenge being on Mars is because they're doing some quality of life updates to Mars. That means they could go beyond what they've already stated and do more, like I said, making the Escalation Protocol weapons drop random roll. Wishwash. What is your stance on Bungie coming out and shutting things down like Solar Week hopes or letting the community's imagination run wild? The idea of Solar Week has been around for about a month. Seems weird they never shut it down. Already got this question a little bit ago from Coke Logic. I do think expecting them to shut down every rumor is unreasonable. I also think Bungie kind of likes letting us run wild a little bit. It's just kind of part of the community at this point. Matanagi, what if part of the Void subclass buffs, Titan's Void subclass paths all get Ward of Dawn as an alternate super, but the path determines your buff? Top tree is armor, middle tree is weapons, bottom tree is faster reload. It's not really a question, it's just like a suggestion. I don't really know like how that would play out. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that. Novastar, what are your thoughts on the armor from trials being redistributed into reckoning? That would not go over well. We've gotten this question in past QA sessions. If you're gonna bring back t- trials armor, it needs to be in trials. You're gonna tick everybody off if you do anything otherwise. Defo side. Thank you, Danny, for 31 months of subs. Welcome back. Devoside said, they said they are making quality life changes to Mars. Do you think they're changing EP? Again, we, we kind of just touched on this a little bit ago. We don't know. We know some of the things they did say they're going to be doing, which is they said the Braytech schematics and then the other thing. I forget what they're called to help with like completing things for titles and moments of triumph or something like that. Uh, Cyber Tier. Will the menagerie changes be useful for those that got into the game only recently after all Shadowkeep hype? I mean, of course they'll be useful. They're going to increase the drop rates. I mean, let the, what kind of <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yeah, it'll be useful. If, you, if you've not touched Menagerie and three or four weeks goes by and we did the challenge and the drop rates in Menagerie, it's dropping three or four items for you when you complete it. Well, of course that's going to help everybody. Imagine dropping in the game with new light and you buy Shadow Keep and you buy first thing, you buy the whole kit and caboodle, you know? It'll cost you like 70 bucks. New light's free. Uh, Forsaken with all of the annual pass contents like 30, and then I believe Shadow Keep's gonna be like 40. So for like $70, you're gonna have like three years worth of content just all at once dropped on your head. And if you decide you wanna go run Menagerie, if they let those things go on in perpetuity, then you'd be able to go into Menagerie and try to get an Awestringer, and you'd be able to get, you know, five, maybe six drops per run. That would be a huge benefit to you because that's what we all enjoyed prior to the nerf. So it seems like they're willing to go back to how generous it used to be, but I don't know if it's going to stay into Shadowkeep. I don't know why you wouldn't let it stay. Who gives a frick? Like, if we're into Shadowkeep, who cares if Menagerie is really generous? I would argue that they need to leave it if, they, if, if they're curious on whether or not they should. Cruxley, although our hopes for Solar Week were extinguished, haha, do you think we could still see an exotic quest for Dragon's Breath before Shadowkeep? Or like an exotic quest, like for Shadow Dragon's Breath. I don't know. They did the juju kind of earlier, and I think that may be our exotic mystery quest. It wasn't much of a mystery, but still, that could be the one that we get from Opulence. So, I don't know if they're going to do another one. I just thought 
if they're doing a solar week and people think we're going to be getting a rocket launcher from the data mine rocket launcher parts i thought dragon's breath made the most sense captain sras do you think something will come out of the secret room under the eaz I don't think so, no. I think Bungie likes to mess around with us. I think they knew we would go down there and glitch our way in, and I think that they put the cat there just to jebate us. It's a freaking King's Fall basketball court all over again. King Diddy, what are your thoughts on doing all of these challenges within a week? Shouldn't we have to two to make sure we get it down? Why one week when everything else has had multi-weeks to do it with less of a grind? Good question. This could also be a soft pointer to the fact that they're really going to incentivize us with more than just the emblem. Um, This could just be to get everybody's attention. Everybody goes in to start working on it. And then the community gets really hyped when there's screenshots and reports of something else going on. Hunts, uh, Hunts Black says, do you think cross-save will kill the number of Guardians on console? Absolutely not. No, there is not going to be a mass exodus. It's still going to be a primarily console-based community. The Deuce, do you think the community event is testing the water for future events toward the end of a season? Either that or like somebody else suggested earlier, just seeing how we're going to respond to old content being repurposed. Uh, Lucen says, do you think it should be guaranteed to get an exotic armor piece upon drop after you have received every weapon considering exotic will be 2.0? My idea was to do something with Xur. Do something with Xur so that like when you go to Xur, he has like a catalog of all the exotics. And because he has a catalog of all the exotics, you go and you say, hey, I already have Shards of Galanor. I would like to grind for a specific role on Shards of Galanor. Give me a, a I don't know, a, a token for shards and then when I have that token all throughout the week, just in my inventory, I don't have to do anything with it. It just allows me to go maybe the token like every day tells me that I need to go into this certain activity and it changes every day so maybe right now I'd have a token for shards of Galanor and it would be pointing me to like right there I would go to the token in my inventory and it'd be telling me that I have to run the mad bomber over and over again and then the next day it switches to something else um so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'd go in my inventory, I'd highlight the token, and the flavor text would say, rumors are that the, you know, the Mad Bomber is currently, you know, currently hiding your, or holding on to your shards of Gallon or whatever. And you'd be like, okay, cool. Um, so, Dylan responded to glad that there won't be extra rewards if beaten within 24 hours. I don't think it would happen. I don't think it's going to happen within 24 hours anyway. You think community event will be similar situation with Solstice Armor where we can get an upgrade set from an NPC after Shadowkeep goes live? I mean, it's possible, but even that doesn't make much sense because we'd have to grind for the fifth piece once Shadowkeep goes live, which would be odd. We'll only be able to get four pieces unless they update the way armor is delivered, in which case they could say you can try and get a full armor set, and if you do, then they'll be... something waiting for you in Shadowkeep to get an Escalation Protocol Armor 2.0 upgrade or something. Lucen. Does Bungie need to do something about exotic duplicates coming into Shadowkeep since the amount of powerful rewards is decreasing and more exotics are being added to the drop table? There just doesn't seem to be... um, There doesn't seem to be drop protection in place. Duplicate drop protection does not seem to be in place, so... Toaster. Do you think this is a way for Bungie to test out a destination overload similar to the expected behavior of Guardians on the Moon from Shadowkeep? 
No, because they've already done escalation protocol before, and we were trying to get nine people in instances, and people were going nuts trying to get the the, the weapons and stuff. So I think they've already tested this. I don't think that's why they're doing it. Defo side. The TWAB says quality of life changes to Mars. Does that mean anything? They've already mentioned previously they're going to be making changes to the increase of the Braytex schematic and some other things. Uh, Dodger Blue. Will they bring EP up to our power level? I have no idea. Sneaky Phoenix. Are finishers locked to your melee button or to another keybind? You hold melee to proc the finisher. And you'll know when an enemy will take the finisher because they'll be highlighted with an icon or they will have just recently flashed. 016. Do you think if they add random rolls to Ikelos weapons, would it be also award the year one versions to your collections if you didn't have one before? Maybe you could just buy the year one versions from Anna. Subaru, with the patch coming to September 3rd, which clearly points to EP and me and Menagerie fixes from the community event, why are they being so quiet about Reckoning? I don't know. That just doesn't seem to be the focus for whatever reason. Sorry this has been asked from just in time, but I've been listening on and off because of work. Do you think they are testing out the community event so they can see they can use it in the future for instance this is a way to get players to engage with older content give us random things to grind for and move the player base around more get people acquainted with content maybe they haven't played before this is another pretty good theory to keep things spicy and to keep our you know our attention on other things or as i said it'd be a really great way to resolve a new activity they could do something with the vex incursions near the end of season of the undying and when we achieve those challenges we get a bunch of dope stuff and then the vex invasions and the vex incursions go away we are part of the the resolution of it as luke smith indicated in his director's cut part three that we will be resolving activities and they'll go away the bird sea i love the idea of random rolls of the on the ep weapons but wouldn't it make more sense to announce that in the twab it's much more exciting than the emblem seems like pr dud to announce an event an emblem reward that you can announce it with ep random roll weapons i think you underestimate the power of what happens when reddit and twitch and twitter and youtube start to punch out like oh my gosh stuff is happening Look at the Whisper of the Worm. Look at the Outbreak Perfected. Those were not things announced. Those were things that just suddenly happened. And the hype and the and the marketing power and all eyes on it is palpable. Articles are written. YouTube videos are made. Streams get increased viewership. You know, Reddit and Twitter become a buzz. That th- They get more power from that. So this is them just like dropping a fish flake in the water. Like, yeah, here you go. Here's some fish flakes. You can get like an emblem. And then all of a sudden, once everybody starts going for the fish flakes, they drop the bomb in the water like, oh man, they're doing random rolls on the weapons. I'm not saying they're going to do that, but I'm just saying there's a significant power. Right now, if they announce this, people are like, oh, cool. And then they would go and do it. The surprise of it suddenly happening, I think is way more palpable. Thrally. Flashpoint swapped the Titan that came with Outbreak Perfected. Didn't go to, uh, so we could, we would find the Fallen Transponder. It didn't go too well. You think Community Challenge might be a way to get us on Mars for a potential exotic quest? This is not a bad theory either. Um, I'm going to give your theory like all other theories a maybe. Uh, I'm going to give you a maybe. Because if they're going to do a week-long thing to get people chasing an exotic, they would want to have that happen before Borderlands drops. Uh, Adrian, how do you feel about Vex invasions are going to work in Shadowkeep? The theory that we have based on both screenshots and the the, the, the map moon is that there are three diamonds on the moon 
that have the VEX symbol. Down in the left-hand corner, there is also a VEX symbol. It seems like maybe you will click on that to get instanced into a match-made VEX invasion. Luke Smith said that he loved doing a bunch of people in Escalation Protocol, but it wasn't a very streamlined way of doing it. This could be a streamlined way of giving you an Escalation Protocol feeling like a. it'll be similar to that. You know, you're going into a public space and it's a really big, bombastic uh, event. Now, the reason... This is this is how I think it's going to happen. Is because if you look at the pictures from the press kit, there is a giant minotaur covered in trees, and he is right there in Archer's line, right next to where the diamond is on the map. Now, Vex covered in trees and and leaves. To me, that's a Vex invasion because the Vex are climbing out of the water, and they all look like they're related to I am Groot. So, that could be the way that they implement it. Um. And the fact that they've admitted matchmaking into these environments is far better, hence why they added matchmaking to the forges, even though you had to go there on the actual planet, and then they did matchmaking for Menagerie. It could be the way they set it up. There's literally like a teal symbol on the map, moon map, down in the corner for Vex. You owe me, says, seeing that they already nerfed the EP shotgun, why would they give the gun random rolls that would make us want to run it again? Uh, they, I mean, this, the logic here isn't necessarily connected. They nerfed the Escalation Protocol shotgun, but it's still a really good shotgun. The SMG is a great SMG. The sniper can get pretty good rolls on it, so I don't think your logic is connected here. That's not a reason for them to not do it. Uh, Captain, do you think the Exotic Armor 2.0 might get Catalyst in the future to have more synergy with the other classes and stationary supers, since Ward of Dawn and Well will be everywhere and buffs won't stack the same way? I don't know if they're ever going to do Catalyst on armor. I don't know if there's a reason for us to think that right now because with the Armor 2.0 system, it looks like a pretty well-rounded system as it is that they'll make tweaks to. I don't know if they're going to throw Catalyst in there. Cruxley, you've theorized there might be match-made Vex invasions coming to Shadowkeep. Do you think the update to Escalation Protocol might include that type of matchmaking mechanic as a trial before launch? This is a fantastic theory, and I love it. I don't know if it's likely the only way I would see this being likely is if there's more going on with Escalation Protocol than just a challenge I love where your head's at, this could be a great way for them to test run matchmaking for a public environment I do, I think you've got a really good line of thinking here, because if they are in fact doing something like that in Shadowkeep this gives them plenty of time to test it tweak it and make some adjustments so that whatever they're doing in Shadowkeep runs smoothly um, so I love where your head's at, I, this would be a great great way for them to test it out I would then also think that'd be a great way for them to say, hey, we've made it really easy to get into Escalation Protocol. We're also making some changes to the weapons just for fun as a precursor to Shadowkeep. You know, and they want to get the announcement out. If they're going to do random rolls on year one weapons, they want to get that announcement out before Borderlands. If you guys remember, my theory was if they're going to if they're going to make an announcement and they're going to inform us about weapons getting updated in Shadowkeep, they're going to do it before Borderlands lands, okay? This lines up with that theory because September 3rd to the 10th is right before Borderlands launches. Borderlands lands on Friday the 13th. This challenge ends on the 10th. So that week long, like, hey, look what they're doing to the weapons. Random rolls on year one weapons is so exciting. That could be like a really great way for them to get everybody's attention about the weapons right before, you know, Borderlands 3 lands. And I know people hear that and they're like, I don't care about Borderlands. Who the frick cares about Borderlands? Dude, I think there's a significant amount of players that play Destiny that will be playing Borderlands. I think there's a ton. 
It's a giant Venn diagram. You got people that love Borderlands 3, you got people that love Destiny, and I think it overlaps significantly in the middle. Because there's people on the outer fringes that only play Destiny and only play Borderlands. I think there's a ton of people in the middle that will play both. So... Excellent Q&A, guys. If you're listening live right now, you've enjoyed the back-and-forth interactive podcast feel of the stream, please click follow. That's the little heart button. If you're listening in all the other places, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I'm probably live right now, so click that link below and come in and hang out with us. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.